Welcome to this episode of 60 Second Retail, a BDO podcast keeping you in the know on events and trends in the retail and consumer products industry impacting your bottom line in just a few short minutes. Hello, my name is Natalie Cutler. I'm the national leader of the retail and consumer products industry group at BDO USA. With us today is James Fountain, Senior Director of Sustainability and ESG Solutions at BDO USA. And James is here to speak with us about a very important topic that has some really immediate impact to retailers as well as long-term ability to attract the next generation of consumers. The topic for today is ESG and the recently passed Year Forced Labor Prevention Act, or UFLPA. Welcome to the podcast, James. Natalie, thank you for having me on. Happy to be here. Great, great. James, so the younger demographic seemed to be the major driving force behind sustainability and ESG. You know, saving the world and the environment is incredibly important to them, and it's something they are actively seeking in their brands as well as in the products that they purchase. So how do retailers deliver to this new generation and to deliver on their needs and, and win them over? Great insight, Natalie. And we're, you know, here in the ESG Center of Excellence, we're seeing new studies almost every day that back that up. You know, a recent Forbes study, for instance, found that 62% of Gen Z prefer to purchase from sustainable brands than from goods that are more ethically produced. And I, I've seen reports with that number up to about 75% of Gen Z and 73% from millennials. You know, and they're backing it up. They're backing this touch up with their wallets. You know, most are willing to spend 10% or more on sustainable products. You know why? Well, because when polled, three quarters of these Gen Z consumers state that sustainability is more important to them than brand names. That's a shift from what we're seeing in the past. And that's a big deal here in the States because, you know, a Gen Z accounts for about 21% of our population. And while on the global scale, you know, they're about 26%. You know, that's about 2 billion people worldwide. You know, so a fairly large number to consider. But they're not just shifting their purchase decisions toward the environment. You know, as ESG would imply, you know, there is a strong cultural and humanitarian component to their purchasing ethic. You know, to this generation, it, it's not it's not about saving money necessarily for younger folks. It really is about saving the earth and its collective cultural fabric. You know, in return, retailers are responding. You know, we're seeing new sustainability reports from retailers nearly every week, inciting both social and environmental efforts at improving their products in this light. We're seeing entire ad campaigns dedicated to retailer sustainability and ESG emissions. And more importantly, we're, we're actually seeing action. You know, we're, we're seeing a lot of effort toward recycled and organic materials, you know, making their way into products. Circularity, excuse me, circularity efforts, which are like various methods of keeping a product out of the landfill. Now, they're being promoted more and more by organizations. And, you know, again, on the social side, they're ensuring that their products are not coming from forced labor, you know, or that they're that there are there are safe and fair working conditions at, at all their onshore, nearshore, and offshore facilities. So that is all really interesting stuff, James. And you're right, I have seen a lot of reports coming out recently from 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 retailers and you know understanding now why. So interestingly enough, the next generation of consumers' behavior is driving changes in the legislation. So we saw this with the recently passed UFLPA. Can you tell us a little bit about what is UFLPA? Yeah, yeah, it's it's becoming a big deal here in the states. You know, essentially, uh, really, in, in has has global implications actually. So essentially, last June, Congress enacted new laws and requirements 
that are aimed at preventing the importation of products made using forced labor, you know, particularly in China's Xinjiang Uyghur Autonomous Region. Um, the, the act applies to all goods, you know, wares, articles, and merchandise that's either mined, produced, or manufactured, um, and really all of their downstream finished goods created from raw materials. You know, where this is all stemming from, you know, in recent years, there have been widespread reports that Uyghur Muslims and other ethnic minorities in the ex-UAR have been subjected to human rights abuses, including forced labor at the hands of the Chinese government. Of course, Chinese uh, the Chinese government denies these, but these are there. There are multiple reports in these accusations. Um, just, just a briefly touch on a couple of the implications of this. You know, there's been a total of 631 apparel, footwear, and textile shipments, with a combined value of about about 29 and a half million dollars, stopped under the UFLPA since it came into effect last June. Um, it, the UFLPA really is an unprecedented, unprecedented regulatory movement to strengthen the authority's power to seize goods they believe could be linked to forced labor laws. Um, it's a, it's really going to put an onus on businesses to to provide their supply chains or to prove that the supply chains are free from these abuses. Wow, very, very interesting stuff. So, so we've talked about how the younger generation wants to save the world, and, and I guess they expect that from the retailers, right? So how can the retailers help save the world? How does UFLPA play into the retailers' everyday strategy really to attract and retain this next generation of consumers? Yeah, we're going to see uh, we're, we're going to be see, seeing some shifts happening, I think. You know, it, it's it's really going to come down to ethical sourcing. You know, and, and knowing where the parts and materials of your products are coming from. Take a little more effort, you know, and vet the people on your supply chain and verify all your suppliers' chains. These are these are going to be some of the some of the um, efforts that these organizations are going to uh, retail organizations are going to be faced with. I mean, it's it's also going to help them to not get into a greenwashing debacle. You know, greenwashing. You know, you know, for the listeners who don't know, it, it's a practice of overstating a company's environmental efforts. You know, and it's. Uh, it, it's sometimes it's intentional, sometimes it's not. But you know, you, you want to make sure it doesn't happen to you because this this is way more harm than good, you know, and can lead at best to a very expensive brand rehabilitation effort, you know, or even worse, irreparable damage in the eyes of our new sustainability-centric consumers. I think in the near term, the FLPA regulations are going to change the nature of supply chain management and require a new level of visibility, you know, on-the-ground analysis, a rigorous vetting process, um, investments to ensure a seamless flow of information from suppliers to importers. I mean, these investments are going to include technologies, you know, that include that, that allow tracking and transfer of information. Um, there'll be blockchain check technology. It's, it's really going to come down to ways to um, have greater visibility into the sourcing. Now, Europe, as a matter of fact, is also considering a law similar to the UFLPA right now. So this is this is not something that's going to be, you know, just isolated here in the United States. It's, it's, this is going to be uh, worldwide. I mean, long long term, laws like the UFLPA will, will motivate manufacturers to look for suppliers in more geopolitically friendly countries, you know, where no similar laws exist. You know, it's just simply easier to vet these suppliers. Thank you, James. Um, really important topic, especially as we continue to move. Um, into the world of sustainability and ESG and, and understanding how critical it is for all of us. So if you have any questions for James or myself on what we've covered in this episode, please reach out to us using the Contact Us form on our podcast landing page. 
And that concludes this episode of BDO's 60-Second Retail Podcast. Don't forget to tune in for the next episode. To find more information on our hosts, guests, BDO services, or listen to previous episodes of 60-Second Retail, please visit www.bdo.com slash 60-second-retail. 